Hey guys, welcome to the Group Sanzala podcast. I'm Mr. Pedro. This is our episode 22. It's been a while. You know, what does a, a capoeirista do during these pandemic times? Um, you know, it felt like, I don't know if you ever had being swept. We call it the two-leg sweep. Like a vingativa sometimes where you just get off your feet and you lose for a fraction of a moment you lose the the, the notion where is the floor where is this you know the sky and uh, you have to find a way to to fall well because the game will go on you know and that's that's more or less how to describe this last you know what i've been and i think honestly Probably, I would say that uh, most of the people, you know, um, I, I, you know, now that I start thinking, it's been about six months that we've been on, on, uh, on lockdown and a partial open up here in the UK, and uh, it's been, yeah, it's like the fork went off your feet a little bit you know we were doing here the group was doing well local here in Cambridge uh, I was planning my my 20 years anniversary you know and then gradually those news about what was happening in China and how you know China was getting overreacting with this you know the pandemic there and you know people are not really and also the way it was portrayed here was kind of, you know, looking back at it now, it feels a bit surreal because the 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 penny really didn't drop like up to a week before, you know, I, I, you were like, it was kind of the idea of like, yeah, this is going to get here, but, you know, there was always that but, and, and even the way that the, the authorities here dealt with it kind of made it made me you know made me feel that it, it didn't really give the sense we didn't get the sense of urgency from the way the government reacted let's put it this way and i think uh, i remember that i decided to to actually stop everything even before the government like took action you know because it's like oh we're gonna do this herd immunity or whatever and and then I realized, okay, we stopped. There is no demonstration. We were, I was bound to do a demonstration and bring the, the nearby cities, you know, the students from other cities together here for a, a demonstration in school. I was like starting new kids' class, and uh, you know, it was it was kind of strange. But it, it's funny in a way that when a the pandemic happens, a lot of things that we were debating about uh, that debate finishes. You know, like. People were pondering before this whole thing started if uh, if uh, online teaching was doable, was feasible, was like a, a, a way to teach, you know. And that debate, as soon as the pandemic hit, 
we all switched to 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 teaching online and doing a lot of more stuff online and and uh, so it kind of in a way revolutionized how we think about the places that we live you know like I think it probably changed some people that I used to live near uh, uh, you know on, on city centers because you had all the, the the commodities you know like all the services nearby you know and uh, and then you know you really couldn't go outside so I think the whole dynamic changed but I, you know I was I was lucky enough to you know to have a, a house here where I can train and I was I was really you know, within a week, I started my Zoom classes and I learned how to operate Zoom. And you know, the the was very thankful that my students they 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 got together and you know offered to do like a fundraiser for me. And you know, because it was the first kind of reaction of like, okay, some people cannot really uh, uh, in a f difficult financial situation that maybe they cannot pay for the classes, but we can do in a way that we are doing this and uh, it's just on a donation base and you know it's, it's very very great very you know it put me at ease at a, at a even before the government stepped up and, and said that there will be a some kind of grant for self-employed and uh, thank you very much most of the guys you know they donated they really couldn't really do the online classes I, I understand that no, everybody had the space to do it or the time to do it. Suddenly, we were everybody locked in the house. The kids didn't have school, and you know it's 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 hard. But uh, he, at the same time, he opened up for me this opportunity to to be teaching with people that I would see once, sometimes twice a year, and now I was seeing those guys two, three times a week. And so that was definitely a a, a thing. That started recently, and now everybody know, you know everybody's on Zoom. There was a bunch of lives on, and I also start, um, you know, playing on, on on this idea because like you you kind of get a little bit bored in the house, you know, like okay, I'm doing the you know a few classes a week, I was teaching the kids classes, I was teaching some adult classes, but you still have a lot of time in your hands. <clears throat> And I felt that, you know, as soon as I felt that I was, I was kind of like, didn't need to worry so much about about my financial situation. It, it was kind of stable. I I I start focusing on like, okay, so maybe it's time to to start working on my on my channel, trying to post some you know content that's relevant now, and try to start a, a dialogue with also this need of interaction. You know, with other people, and I reach out to some of of my friends. I I I tried a few things actually. I I did a bit of a you know getting some some um, some interviews. You know, with different guys. I, I tried some uh, Instagram live. You know, but then I didn't manage to save them. You know, just like this learning curve. Um, but eventually, I I. I got together with some of the, you know, my friends here who who work with Capoeira, you know, Mestre Julio in London, Mestre Pelé in Turin, and, and Mestre Timbalada in, in, in Switzerland, in Geneva. And, 
you know, we, we decided to do this this program every Sunday, Jogo de Ideas, no, the game of ideas. And that led into one of my uh, big side projects of the year, which was the restart of Capoeira Solidaria, you know, which I, I will uh, talk a little bit more in, in the next section. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, of course that through this first month, you know, you had the kids and you had to deal with all this and everybody had their ups and downs, you know, and what really helped me dealing with all the stress was kind of like, I realized that there was so many, what is going to be so much uncertainty and that really is, it can be unsettling because if you're always thinking about this, so it really made me aware of, you know, that it's really important to, to, to guide your, your attention, to guide your focus in the sense that, you know, if you're always wondering over things that you don't have the control over, it's you're bound to feel a bit, a bit helpless, you know, and it wasn't good. So I, I kind of shut down much of my thoughts for the, you know, mid-future, and I just focus on one day at a time, and I focus on what I could do, and and uh, I, I started big time my, my training routine, you know, and actually with, with the online classes, it's slightly different than in-person class because you get to move much more. So I think I've never been fitter, you know, and I've been working and, and thinking about how I'm teaching, you know, but the, the first thing was like, if I started the day of breaking the sweat, you know, and really having a time to, to think about your, you know, your, your, what kind of thoughts, you know, what kind of feelings I wanted to cultivate, it really made a, a, a difference, you know, which didn't mean that I, I, I felt sometimes, you know, you would have an injury and then you couldn't do things and so there was all this, but that's, that's, that's what I would, you know, advise to, to anybody is really like, just start the day, if you can, breaking a sweat, you know, grasping for air. And it's just, for me, still is one of the best ways to, to start, you know. And when I couldn't, or if I was injured, I would go, I would go for a walk and that would be a, a great, a great, a great thing, you know, like it would definitely put my mind at ease, you know, because your mind is always working. So this is what more or less what I did. And uh, in the next part here, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Capoeira Solidaria project. <laughs> Welcome back. What you listen there is a little bit of a 
what a track that we are now at the Capura Solidaria we are launching this Sunday the 27th of September we're gonna be uh, uh, launching the Capura Solidaria album volume one the first album where we wanted to to reach out to new people about uh, our project you know and try to raise a little bit more uh, money but the before this this whole crazy you know time started i the 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 project that we did back you know in 2018 you know and we had managed to you know with 500 pounds that we raised over three different cities plus an online um fundraiser we managed to transform that into 80 odd capoeira uniforms and we supported four different works you know in rio de janeiro social works that i had personally been there and i had i know the guys you know from a long time well two of them i know from a long time two of them are people that i know from the group as well and uh, i i went to visit them you know every single one and i i started this this idea together with my friend uh, pele who, who supported the initiative and the idea was was never about like a capoeira group in particular it was like we we just want to support social works being done with capoeira regardless of group regardless of style you know we wanted to promote them we wanted to 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 support them by asking what they needed and and also we wanted to encourage other kind of work you know and also make an exchange of of of, uh, of of experience because you know back in Brazil when I in '95 I started a, a project that had this big impact on me you know I was the first time like teaching a ghetto near my house and it was you know one thing is to know that there are you know armed drug dealers you would hear you know regularly a, a weapon actually i never fired a weapon in my life what i could tell you when i lived in rio if it was a pistol a shotgun on a, a you know a, a rifle just by the sounds of it you know and um, the experience of going there you know and being accepted and supported by the community and teaching the, the kids that it was a something that had a big impact on me and since i moved here i always wanted to do something and you know because we are chasing you know fighting for our survival every day we i never really had time to stop and, and work on this and uh but that experience had a profound if you know impact on me i was kind of like on my 20 21 and uh you know you're teaching a class and when you did the hard sometimes you'll be like some armed guys watching the class mostly kids you know with rifles longer than their legs and they would join the 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 harder sometimes you know i remember this day when this guy jumped in and he was giving a hard time to the younger kids and this other guy was a little bit older and knew a little bit of capoeira he jumped in in the harder and when this guy gave armada he was like a lanky kid the other guy swept him and i just remember like is how time just just how i remember i remember the guy going up and i'm playing the beating ball and I'm like I think I'm gonna witness 
a murder, you know. But when the guy bounced off the the floor, everybody laughed, you know. So it was it was all cool. But that experience, I knew that you know when you when you 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 try to support and try to help, sometimes things come out in a way that you didn't expect because you didn't know better. You know, so that was the main idea I wanted to, you know, so like when we give a uniform, when we were about to give the trousers to, to the four projects in Brazil, I asked the guys and I said, look, have you had any any difficulties or issues of giving the uniform and maybe the kids not not looking after the uniform very well and the younger projects that we were supporting had had that, the older, pro the older ones already knew the answer how to deal with that and they exchange information you know so that was like okay so this is how we should do this you know and uh, it was great but in 2019 I was so busy with stuff and I I really didn't have time to plan so we didn't get anything and that was the update we did on our last you know I managed to 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 do a a, a basic profile of some extra uh, uh, capoeira work you know, we, we feature here the, the work of uh, Professor Buda, who is in the Favela da Maré in Rio. But uh, I didn't get anything really going on the fundraising side of things. And uh, when when the whole thing stopped and we were, we started to do the Jogo de Dez, which was, the idea was to just start interviewing you know, our friends in a relaxed environment. We could, like, Sunday evening, we could, like, having a drink, having a laugh, and getting, you know, talking to friends that we were not talking. It was all, was all about, okay, let's let's do what we can now, you know, and we can chat and we can have a laugh. And, you know, the situation in Brazil was, was getting uh, a bit worse. And I thought, we thought that was a nice way to go on about it. But on the second, for the second episode, we were deciding who... You know, we were talking, messaging each other and to decide who we were going to invite. And the, the subject of like, man, we should we should do something, you know. We should try to work. Um, we should try to raise some money to help the guys in Brazil. And uh, we were saying, okay, maybe we could, while we're doing this, the live, we could ask for donations, you know, for the, for the Brazilian guys. I said, yeah, but... In Brazil, everything stopped now, and you know a lot of people are broke. We are also broke, and um, you know we were like thinking, oh, how was the best way to do it? And then, funny enough, one of Pelé, Mr. Pelé students, he he tagged me on Facebook, one of those like nine-year-old memories, and it was about a huddle of an event that we did just before I actually. Uh, got my card, my red card, you know, the, the mastery grade. I, I, it was an event that we did together, me, Pelé, and some of the guys, we were all contra masters at a time, and we raised money for Mesh Peixin, and it was basically, the idea was, was an event that everybody paid, you know, me and, and everybody who traveled to Turin, uh, uh, Mesh Pelé city, uh, that we all paid for our travel expenses. And uh, we took all the money that we raised from the event and we donated to Mesh Peixinho that was having a cancer treatment at the time. And, uh, you know, that happening then, it just like, boom, yeah, the penny drops. Like, that's what we, we have to do. But obviously, we cannot do this a, a workshop in person, but we should try to do a workshop online 
and that's how things started. You know, I, I reached out to to Master Cordeon, who was really, you know, superb, and he, he supported the idea, and uh, that's that's how we started. You know, and when we we launched the the fundraiser, we managed to raise, I think, like. Two thirds of the money we raised now, we have raised so far. We raised in forty-eight hours, you know. So it was really, really overwhelming, and it was really excited to have that, you know. So we did like a, a workshops solidarity solidarity workshop where we, you know, we just would have different, you know, uh, uh, masters teaching, inviting the students. And we did that on the first time, it was amazing. We had 50, on the second time we had like 20 odd. And gradually, as you know, the summer had kicked in here, you know, people were not really up to, to, to do online things. So, but at the time we already started to, to send, you know, some food uh, baskets to Brazil. That's why we decided that was the best thing because there was nothing happening in Brazil. And, and some people, you know, they, they were, still talking about you know the politics of like how the support would happen and before the support you know happened we, we were already raising the money so we managed to to support those four initial social uh, works projects and we also managed to so far I think we reached 17 different projects, you know, in five different states, 350 families, more than 350 families we, we helped with the food baskets, you know. And uh, this is more or less on, on you know, this, this idea uh, came together, you know. Um, we, we use the Caputo connections for people to, you know, help. To, because it's a whole logistic, you know, I had to find the best place to where we can buy the food, somebody to pick it up, you know, and the money transfer and everything. And we have been trying to do this, you know, and we actually managed, you know, uh, uh, to to wanna, to reach one of the goals of our project initially, which was we wanted to do this uh, regardless of group and style. So we managed to reach out to different, uh, uh, an Angola project in, in uh, Ilha da, uh, Favela da Maré. Another one that is uh, a mestre, an Angola mestre, disciple of Mestre João Pequeno, who is doing a beautiful work in Salvador, uh, you know, in the capital of Bahia, where he is just, every every two, three weeks, he goes around giving food baskets to the mestres of not just Capoeira, but the Afro- you know, Afro-Brazilian cultural manifestation, be it samba, candomblé, you know, so we managed to do that, and so we also reached out to, to uh, Cordão de Ouro initiative in the countryside of, of Minas, so it's been really, really, really good, and, and, and the program that we did it on Sunday, we kept on going, and after interview a few of our friends, we started interviewing the, the projects that we, we had supported you know to get to know more people and you know just slowly building up this community building up keeping up the narrative because that's really the plan that we have here right now is is just to be able to keep this this uh, uh, this narrative of like how important it is the social work uh, uh, with capoeira done in communities you know and keep this idea on people's minds so when we do come out of this 
you know, and we'll come out sooner or later. We'll come out, you know, with new connections made, older connection made stronger, and then we can actually do. You know, we we are starting to people are coming together as a collective, and that was also one of the the cool things about this whole. The, the Capoeira Solidaria project because other people wanted to help, they offer and they gave an idea. That's how the album that we are about to launch started, and um, it uh, it uh, it's really nice because when you have more people helping, you just can do way more things, you know, in a much faster speed. So it's uh, it's uh, it's amazing, you know, and that we managed to do this, and also it just feels like okay. We, doing something about it you know because the last pandemic that happened was a hundred years ago and you barely hear about it and this you know my kids are gonna remember and I want to look back at this and I say I just I did what I could I know I still feel that I could do more and reach out you know but I think we're doing we're doing okay so far you know and we also have some new ideas to 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 what we should do in the future you know we we're gonna do like the stickers i already mentioned in the previous episode but we also thinking about doing those coloring books with some capoeira art and that that also is gonna be gonna be nice and i'll keep you guys updated how we we how things unfold all right on the next Part of this, we're going to be talking about the Salvaguarda of Grupo Senzala and the event that's going to happen next year by Giação Senzala 2021. Guys, you can go to sanzala.co.uk if you want to find out more about our project. Here you will find all the information you need. Um, there is a description in Portuguese and English how to donate. If you're in Brazil, how to donate from there. Uh, we'll, you know, we are wanting to map all the Capoeira projects. So if you know of any project here, you can share this link. You know how to find us. Facebook and Instagram. Um, you can find out a little bit of the workshops that we've done. Yeah, we have done like four uh, solidarity workshops, and all the information is there. And you know, also if you want to track how we spend the money we had so far, you know, you can find out that too. And there you find, if you keep scrolling down, you find all the information on. You know how the project started and if you go all the way down you can find some of the projects that we have a, a profile already online so this is if you could you know it'd be great if the, the word of mouth to tag your friends that might be interested who are you know that you know maybe a teacher maybe a mastery that they have a, a project back home in Brazil and would love to have them on our on our you know, database and hopefully be able to help them in the near future. So let's make this connection happen. Sazal.co.uk, just click on Capoeira Solidarity. Thank you. Eu saí pra...
Hi there, guys. Welcome back to our The Group Sanzala podcast. I'm Mr. Pedro. And, uh, you know, it, another thing that I've been doing on the side, you know, with my spare time was working together in this initiative from the, from the, the main group, Sanzala, to do the salvaguarda. Salvaguarda, I don't really think you can translate, but it, it has words that would mean saving or protecting and guard. You know, it could, yeah. So it doesn't really translate in, into English, I guess. But it, it, what it means is you, 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 you want to, to document, you know, to protect the memory of the, 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 the founders, you know, the masters who founded the group back in the 63. And, um, to 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 be able to have this you know the memory of the group saved you know so we can keep the stories and how they remember how we went from one place to the other we were first you know the group uh, were in a, in a, in a in the terrace of one of the masteries, then they got kicked out of there because it was a, a, a block of flats and they were kicking the wall with bensons and stuff and cracked the wall, they all had to move. And so the idea is to really document this journey, you know, through the eyes of each individual and masteries that we are having there, you know. And uh, we also doing the, uh, the mapping of the group, you know. And uh, the mapping of the group is the aim is is to allow the, the the masters of the group to have a clear look at how the group is interacting, you know, and uh, to to really increase and and keep it clear in people's mind the value of the fundamentals of the group, you know, and this data that's going to be produced is like is a massive questionnaire with 108 questions divided in seven parts and we want to take all this information from every single master so it's like finding out how they teach how they set up the bateria how is the grades the kids grades and you know because our group is is a is a pretty unique experience i mean i i don't know if there are other groups that was set like this without a leader you know that they had no they didn't pretend to have such an impact as they did in Capoeira. You know, today, if you wear a cord on your on your abada, it's it's this whole process is started with Group Sanzala, uh, and and a few other things like the way that they taught. They they were at the time very influenced by uh, Oriental martial arts, so they got this idea. You know, because basically Capoeira, if you look back in the days, you know. Before Master Bimba, Capoeira was learned by watching, you know, as they say, Oitiva, you know, I. Uh, so Master Bimba was the first, you know, master to create a, a methodology, you know, like, okay, you have to do those sequences, you learn those sequences, you learn these throws, and then you are a formado, you know, and he would give them like a, a kind of a scarf, right? But what Group Sanzala did on teaching-wise is that it broke it further down, you know, so you start really breaking the different parts of how the jinga was and how the detail of the technique and how the kicks would be and really being focusing on those details. And, and uh, it had a 
massive impact on how Capoeira was taught. You know, he helped uh, Capoeira spread in, 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 in Brazil, you know, through the 60s and 70s. There was the Birimbal de Ouro, which also got them some, some fame. So the idea is that he started with 12 members, you know, that could get together and could debate things and decide on things. Now, we are about almost 2023, we're going to be 60 years anniversary of our group. And uh, we now have 82 red cords, you know. And uh, the, 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 like I was saying, the aim is to allow the masters of the group to have a clear look at, the, at ourselves, you know, the group as a whole. And uh, I just wrote this, like, this part here because it's like a technical thing. Show, show the value of the fundamentals of the group. You know, you'll produce valuable data that will guide the creation and implementation of some norms in order for our group to organize itself better and strengthen the identity. You know, so this is more or less what I, I've been doing and I've been responsible with going after the, the capoeiristas from here in Europe, you know, and uh, it's uh, it's a uh, it's a lot of work. You know, this started like early March, and then I started like somewhere like late March, April, and uh, it's it's a uh, it's a slow work. But it's the aim of this is to to make a book out of that. You know that it, it's gonna be launched with the Vajiação, which is the big event that we do, a biannual event, every two years we do this event, and uh, it's the first time that we are, this is the, the other side that I'm doing, the side project that I'm doing, which is helping organize the project, you know, and uh, we just we just decided on uh, on the concept of the group, of the event, yeah, Vajiação is going to happen on the 4th of uh, August, 4th to the 7th of August, 2021. And uh, the concept is tradition, memory, and identity, you know. And we are doing this, everything, like we're having more people helping out. And I, since I got the red belt, I was more and more, each, each event I was more uh, involved on the organization, you know, because it was basically back... When Mestre Peixinho was around, it was basically him and my father, Mestre Gato, that used to run most of, of the Vajiação, you know. And my father would do part of the organization. Peixinho, Mestre Peixinho would make sure, that would rally the, the students to come, you know, his masters, his contramasters, and all the teachers. And uh, it was always worked so well. And when Mestre Peixinho passed away in 2011, the same time that I, I received, there was a a bit of a, you know, as you would, the group had to find this new way of, of working, you know, and it took a little while. Now we have uh, more people that are committed on building on what the founders of the group have left us. So we are starting to work on this way earlier. And, uh, you know, we want to do something like really big, you know, because if every Every master brings five students. We're talking about 400 people in an event, plus the other masters that would be coming. So the challenge becomes like, how can we, during a pandemic, how can we find a place that suits this and organize the whole 
thing, but at the same time, you want to do this in a transparent way and to to first for our members themselves to understand that it's uh, open. Everybody can help if you want to. You know, we we are opening like uh, who is going to make the t-shirt, who's going to make the artwork. We are making every mastery a partner on the event, you know. And in a way to subsidize the tickets, will be there will be a kickback of every student that they bring. Uh, if they are coming from further away from, from you know, Rio, there, there will be an extra cut on the first to cover part of the cost of the travel. So the idea is really, really... Uh, back to the roots kind of thing and we're gonna be the, the events gonna coincide with part of the result of the salvaguarda the mapping of the group we'll, we'll be launching like a, a a book with a profile of every single cord red cord that was interviewed and uh, with also an exposition of the the memory of the first 30 years of our group you know so it's really uh, it's it's a lot of work, but it's also like really excited about it, and uh, it would be. We also want to you know really put an emphasis on on the importance of social work and having some workshops on like how to get funding in Brazil, how to organize, how to f make your register your your initiative, your project, how to make uh, build up partnerships, you know, and uh, yes. It's gonna be amazing. So this is pretty much what I've been doing here. I think it's a good a good uh, opportunity to to explain, you know, in English what is the the, the salvaguarda, and I think we did that. And the vajasson, you know, it's uh, you know, right now in the UK we are heading down to another lockdown. You know, I had no presential classes, so it's. Uh, it's a big grim right now, and if you think about politics and everything is going around, it's a bit crazy. But this is, is really empowering because it's something that I have control over it to to go and, and try to do this and a little bit at every time, and uh, I'll keep you guys posted. So I am gonna be interviewing other masters as well, and I'm gonna be you know putting it here on our podcast. And uh, I want to know what you guys think. You know, just make sure that you, you guys like this, share. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, make sure you do, please. And uh, let me know what you think. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, I'll see you guys soon. All the best. Asha. Guys, just before you go, I just wanted to mention that everything that I spoke on this episode, I spoke from my perspective. And I think it's very important to take a moment to note that thousands have, have lost their lives in this pandemic and many more thousands were affected directly, you know, and have lost loved ones, family members. And that it feels, it can feel really, this has lasted for too long and people should, everybody's keen on getting back to normal and there is a winter coming here in the northern hemisphere and I just want to to to, to remind everyone how important it is to follow you know follow the, the, the health recommendations to be considered for our elders you know we are losing so much knowledge so much wisdom 
at a massive rate because this affect our elders you know and those that are more vulnerable so i think it's really important that we we notice this and, and remind ourselves that this too will pass and you know wear your mask be considered with each other you know that your actions have direct impact on on others that we, we sometimes don't even think about it you know and it's important to to remind this so stay safe look up to yourselves and i'll i'll be in touch soon i share